Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just escaped Madison's room. Madison, that was great. Thank you. for Had a wonderful vibe. Yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. You guys did very well. I really, like, honestly, this was a puzzle after puzzle after puzzle room, and I love that. I, I had lots of fun. Like, I keep saying, and it's a really weird thing because I don't consider, I've said this a couple of times now, I don't consider myself much of a puzzle maker. I don't think of myself as a puzzler uh, or a puzzle designer. I just tell stories and it just so happens that this puzzly medium is the one that works best for me. But when it comes to doing escape rooms, I like puzzle more than story. (laughs) I loved doing puzzles. Like The story can be as loose as it wants. As Mm. long as I have the puzzles, I'm kept happy. This was fun. This is, yeah, this was fairly like, like in terms of the story, it wasn't like a a, a a narrative with twists and turns. It was it was a task you've yeah, got to do. It was your standard. You cool. Here is your goal. Let's was... get this done. Here are all of these thematic puzzles that fit the location. But I loved it. I really enjoyed yeah. wandering around, doing these puzzles, connecting this stuff up. I had I had heaps mm. of fun. And this is clearly a theme and a setting that means a lot to you. This is coming from personal experience. Yeah, so I uh, I work uh, like three part-time jobs. I'm going to grad school in the fall, so, you know, got to save up. So two of those jobs are both pool-related, and I've pretty much just lived at a pool my life. Um, so I am a swim coach, and then I am also a lifeguard. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, – I sit at a pool every day, and I kind of just looked at stuff, and I was like, oh, diving torpedoes, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it was nice that there were a lot of puzzles and none of them felt like shoehorned in. Like they all had this lovely thematic mm. existence within the space. Like it didn't, you know, it was doing pump, uh, organizing pump stuff, having the, the, like the, the pool toys that were turned out to have a puzzle related to them, the testing of the water to get yourself a number. Like it was great. Nothing felt out of place and weird like they all felt like they existed really naturally in the space mm. yeah that's yeah. one thing that's uh, mm. important to me because like I, d- I do a lot of escape rooms and so the escape rooms I really like are the ones that you know stick very much to theme and there's not puzzles mm. that are just like they couldn't think of anything and so it's just I hate math problems so you know that <laughs> tends to just end up being puzzles so I really like everything that was in this room could theoretically have happened. Like the never wet spray paint. That's like a thing mm. that I've seen lifeguards, oh you know, typically they're writing like don't run um, so that when it gets splashed what? on. Yeah. But this is like all like based on a, like real life experiences. That's wild. I love it. Now, um... Um, um, one thing that I was just looking at going, apart from the fact that you're never going to stop people from jumping into a manky pool, uh, most of this, I feel, could be physical escape roomy as well. Yeah, you could build, yeah, the dealing with water is, would be the toughest part, but you could mm-hmm. build this out as a real escape room. Yeah. I mean, it's not even just that they're dealing with water. It's that someone's going to dive in and find that body too early. Well, but beyond yes. that... <laughs> I think everything is pretty solid. Like, I'm just thinking, I love that pump changing puzzle i thought oh, that was yeah. so great and that would be fun in a real room as well yes yeah that physical feeling of yeah. changing all those that makes to you right feel places. special yeah i mean i um, definitely have more experience like building rooms and then I, I also i didn't say this in the beginning i did i was a game master at an escape room for like a couple months 
Oh, really? I'd love to do it again. It's also very fun, and it's indoors, so you don't get sunburned. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm definitely more used to building, like, I guess, physical rooms, so that's why it probably seems a lot more, like, uh, practical, I guess Mm. you would say. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you have that experience in that that world, it'll still design to that yeah. kind of feeling yeah it's really good because sometimes i mean i find that when people ask if i ever want to design real world things and i just say no i don't know how to do that <laughs> uh so you would think that someone who's used to designing physical rooms maybe turning them into these sorts of rooms would be a struggle this one not so much i wouldn't have been able to tell i could just tell this would be fun in the real world too mm-hmm. i love i would like to put uh, i feel like we should start talking about like puzzles that we think are really fun or that we liked or memorable. Mm-hmm. A little thing that I really loved was I really liked the way the pool rules <laughs> uh, uh, color puzzle went, mm. right? Because it was so, like, I feel like we went through it in a way that is so, like, exactly how it should be gone through. Is We saw the rules. We saw the violet one, which stands out, that makes yeah. you think, wait a minute, violet. Couldn't quite see the others. Saw Eventually you one. saw orange. Went, oh, that's fun. But then because teal is such an odd color, yeah. it doesn't, even when we it saw it, like stick, we, yeah. And red is such a short, easily hidden yeah, one. Yeah, that, that you know, red is hard to see. Didn't grab by it itself either. Unless you're looking for it because it is so normal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we even said, like if, if you go back and listen, like we had a moment of being like, oh, there's got to be something there at like T-Let or something. Maybe yeah. there's, oh, <laughs> no, there's no color there. And that's yeah, exactly where the color was. Really we just weren't thinking of teal. The, wording really weird and obvious that it was not right yes and that was good good as well Danny picked up on that yeah it was a very good level of something is specific here but I'm not quite sure if I can find it yet so it it felt really good when we found the other side of it connecting that to the underwater torpedoes thing I found that lovely and as soon as I saw that one of the torpedoes was blue green that was clever it was like okay blue green that's Mm. that's the odd thing like that will be why we didn't see it it's going to be a weird colour thank you for doing that I literally I almost I wrote blue green specifically I was so close to writing aqua yeah right but if we but that's like that's cool because that hides all those odd colours you would have thought of like an aqua very well may have been there, right? With something yeah. being aquatic, like, do, you know, exactly. like you could fit it on there. But I love that idea. And I really loved the way that came together. It's such a classic idea of puzzle, but the way you've written it is makes it really enjoyable and really like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think about this. Or yeah, I didn't think about the that. connecting of those objects to together and much like the connecting of the pumps to the uh, scheduling board, they worked so nicely mm. together. Would you have said that that's your favorite puzzle, the pump one? I mean, I want the one only reason I want to say no is because you solved it, not me. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I really liked it. So I think so. Mm. Did you have when you were designing this and writing the room, did you have anything that you thought was like your favorite moment or that you were most proud of or as a puzzle that you like? So my favorite puzzle and this is like I actually rewrote this back into the room in the original room. I didn't have it is the under the sea puzzle. I've used this. (laughs) Ah. Almost every escape room I've done, to be quite honest, like, because I told you before, I made a theater theme room, so there was this under the sea just starts playing. I just love, I love that puzzle. I think, you know, in my mind, it's just very clever. So I rewrote that back into it just because I wanted to share that because that's like one of my favorite puzzles of my life. Yeah, that's fair. 
you you feel semi trolled by it, but oh, I feel so good when the stupid thing you try turns out to be right. Well, I that, love, that was great. That was a good comment where I thought maybe we should check under a sea, but I had no idea if there were any seas in the room. And you were like, "Honor champs, come on!" Get <laughs> I out did of here. see the word the letter C. Good, I did contribute that. Oh man, it was a lot of fun. Did you now? Did you play test this room much? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I did this as a, a co- like a college fundraiser. Yep. Um, so a lot of people at my college, which is Dickinson, got to play it. So it got played a lot. The only main change was adding in the phone playing under the sea. Everything else is from the original room. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So not, not, mm-hmm. nothing that needed to change. Did people, how, yeah, what were people's, uh, how, how did we compare to other people in terms of where we got stuck or what we did super amazingly at? <laughs> you guys got the pool rules way faster than anyone else. The, they recognized that the, they really struggled with teal. Um, they recognized that the wording was weird, but struggled mm-hmm. with that. Um, they also, I actually, Cause I changed the, um, I did change one thing. I tweaked Ooh. how you found, uh, the secret message used to just be like a hint to something else. And I changed it mm. cause I felt you guys didn't need the hint to be quite honest. That's um, so true. I changed it to just the puzzle and people used to just be able to solve the puzzle. Like you guys did through logic, but the main thing that helped them was I had the letters capitalized as they would, so I had a lowercase letter and then an uppercase ah. letter so people could easily guess PH. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I was pretty clever with doing the misspelled lifeguard tube, but if you don't find that early on, then it doesn't really matter, and you guys were able yeah, to fair. solve it without it. So, now, what was that again? Because, yeah, we saw we only sort of very briefly looked into that. There was a lifeguard tube, and what was misspelled? So it was uh, lifeguard. Um, oh. it was a, a typo. So the A wasn't actually an M. So A equals M. And then that's the cipher code. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It would like be doing a, a consistent proper cipher. cipher. No. Yeah. Cause I mean, it definitely seemed plausible. Yeah. But yeah, we just didn't that, go for that. It was, just a, it was just a rotational cipher. I just went, ah, oh, it's just randomly changed letters. Uh, and it's just a new code to work out. Well done for going straight to green for that. I went, oh, I don't know. They could be L's. They could be T's. There are lots of double letters in the world. But then remembering how many colors we've been mm. co- and going also that with. we yeah like the, we, the yeah I, I think there's no way we could have solved colors it. I was using. Yeah, that always <laughs> happens. It's like it's that's it, it, I think that's the biggest thing that can come up in like playtesting and stuff is going. Oh, I mentioned like three colors accidentally in a row and now everyone's and none of them is related on to each other i had one color puzzle at the start and then later on i i had a bee appear and of course i described the bee as being yellow Mm -hmm. and black because that's what bees look like but then every (laughs) single person is like oh my god more colors it's a bee it must be part of it and you're like oh no it's it's fine that's just what a bee looks like don't worry (laughs) um but no i think if we hadn't found the chlorine stuff first no way i would have tried think i don't think i would have solved that Oh, There's no, no way absolutely. we could have got to green equals chlorine, especially because we weren't thinking of an actual rotational cipher. No, we that's, thinking that's of... right. Saying green, uh, that's very plausible because we'd seen colours, but then uh, what did that give us? That gave us the R, the N, and the E of the first word. Which got you the, to the green. I, yeah, I don't know how quickly that would yeah. have gotten us to I, chlorine again, I without that. I don't think I would have got that chlorine without you, but that worked mm-hmm. quite well. Um, and I think it was literally, as you were saying in the episode, like... The thing that made us do that is playing Nancy Drew games yes. where they would just give you a page where it is randomly 
assigned letters, mm. no rotational cipher, just like completely yep. at random. They go, hey, solve this. It. Solve and it. So you losers. just have to look and go, okay, well, there's a one letter word. So that letter must be either A, a or, or I. I. So then we check how that looks with <laughs> and, all the others. Yeah. And, and then um, look for common three letter words to try to make the happen. Yeah. And, like, and just scramble from there. And it's, it's loads of fun as long as you know that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But uh, this one, this one, I was great. It was nice. It was quick and clean, and I very much enjoyed it. Mm. It felt very smart that we got it without before the That's hint. That's true. The fact that you find a hint afterwards is great. Then you feel really smart. You're like, oh, I didn't <laughs> even need that hint. Um, yeah, look, it was lovely. I had a lot of fun with it. I was so sure those circles, the donuts, would be uh, a, a number a, to let it go. The alphabet. Uh, That's but, really you know, clever. I kind of wish I had thought of that. <laughs> I had two thoughts going into it. It was either going to be a, when you said they were like at different lengths, mm-hmm. I and then you said 20 on one of them or something. And I thought, okay, that could be sequencing of the alphabet. But my other thought was maybe it's Morse code. Maybe there'll be like five and then a bla- and then a gap and then there's two, and then there's two, and then there's five. And it's all between like fives and twos, and they're either get long yeah, or short. As soon as we had the idea that of... it was a bit random and not something that we could easily count, I definitely had no idea what we're supposed to be doing. But thinking, oh, this is going to be a visual puzzle of some sort, makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And that is, I think, the hardest thing to do in an audio space, while also being the easiest. It's easy because you can just say, hey, here's what this looks like. You cannot be confused. It looks like this word. And that's very nice. Um, yeah, but and... it can also be a little bit tough to be like, I'm trying to communicate to you that you can't quite see it and you need to look somewhere else without saying the words, which we had to do in the yeah. end of, yeah, you, you gave can't us quite a pretty see clear you know? clue of you can't quite see it. New perspectives. Yeah. yeah. So and those are the, the hardest ones to get across. Room, I think. The secret message, uh, when you, uh, pour water on the do not caution area, um, was real out then guard. So it was pretty easy ah. and straightforward. Oh, I see. So that's what the hint was originally. That's yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, if we had that hint, it would have been very easy, right? It would have mm-hmm. been like, yeah, I'd reel it out, sit in the guard I chair, still, easy. It still wouldn't have been too easy. I still would have felt good about it. True. Wouldn't have been too easy, but we definitely wouldn't have gotten stuck on it. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, look, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Is there anything that you think, uh, if you were going to do another room, is there anything that, like, doing this one kind of taught, taught you? you? Is you like, oh, I would change this, that, or, or like, I really loved these elements. Or does it just sort of fit in with your existing experience? I don't know. I think I would do less colors just because I didn't realize <laughs> how many colors I was using. Um... And doing the verbal one was fun. I do like building the physical props. And part of me was just sad because I did build some of the props already before COVID hit. So like oh, I have really? like I have like a map of Greece in my room and I have like some like stitched napkins for a Hannibal room just lying around <laughs> my house. So I do like oh. the physical making of the room, but this was like it was like a fun like so cool. what I like escape rooms for is like a fun mental challenge. And it's just fun mm-hmm. to think about it in the opposite way. Yeah. Oh, good. That's fair. Um, okay, now, also, we talked about, like, obviously, where you got the idea from. What was your writing of this process like? Oh, yeah. Like, what, was what, this... what was your starting point? Where did it balloon out from there? So I actually wrote it last summer because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to the podcast and then I was like, oh, I could probably do this. And also, Lifeguarding is a... Uh, very boring if you've ever done it. Mm. 
Um, so you have a lot of town time. So just I would kind of think of different ideas. And then once I kind of assembled like different tasks, like I think I came up with the torpedoes one first um and then the pump room one and so then I had to like go back and like kind of add puzzles in to fix the flow but you have a lot of downtime so it just kind of wrote itself and then actually the first time I play tested was last summer and I did it for my friends to rehearse doing it for Dickinson um which I would have done originally in person and then turned into a verbal room man Mm. so this has been a long time coming. Wow. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> and I, I like the idea of saying that lifeguarding has a lot of boring time because it's one of those jobs where that's good. Yeah, you want <laughs> it to be boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. From definitely. a societal standpoint, you want lifeguards to not ever do anything. Exactly. We just sit in a chair and try not to get burnt too badly. Yeah. Yes. I, I that that is the big and the other of thing is because it's so hot, you get very drowsy. So doing stuff like oh, this yeah. helps like keep me awake, you know, <laughs> like like <laughs> actually using my brain. <laughs> do you get to have? Do you, can you have a notebook while you are doing it to keep ideas down, or do you just have to not when I'm memorize on the stand, everything? But like it's so you're 15 minutes up and then you're 15 minutes down. So if you get down, really? you can like quickly jot it down and. Typically, it takes me a while to like flesh out different ideas. Mm-hmm. I will say, I used to. So I used to work retail uh, in a very, very <laughs> uh, unvisited toy section of a department store. So I'd have these days where you know I'd be standing behind a desk, and I'd have one customer enter the area in a wow. full eight-hour shift. You know, um, and so a lot of my days were just standing still for mm-hmm. eight hours. And I wasn't allowed to have anything with me. I couldn't have a notebook because, oh, that's unprofessional. What if a customer sees you being a human being? You know, you can't have See, a... that's not even a reading book. Having a notebook always looks professional. Yeah, can't have mm-hmm. it. Well, couldn't have a reading book. Couldn't have a notebook. I would occasionally... I wasn't near the book section. I would occasionally go across to the book section, borrow a book <laughs> and just read it for a day at work. But occasionally I'd want to, like, write stuff on a personal level, mm. right? You know, campaign planning or other projects I was working on or things like that. And I ended up with a very large collection of uh, stuff that was written on uh, receipt paper that I would just <laughs> print out of my register. Just like print some receipt paper, grab that, start writing on it. You know, and I just had these long, long threads of receipt paper with notes I that I'd been no taking throughout the day. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Uh, that, was, that was my life. <laughs> um, and lots and lots of tiny origami cranes <laughs> made out of receipt paper, which isn't oh, very man. big. So the, yeah, the that cranes must be are like that, these <laughs> tiny little things. Um, oh, man. Well, I had a really great time doing this. And it's fun. I like how many rooms this season we've been starting to get rooms like this one, the last one in particular, of people really bringing in their own experience mm. in an area that I know so little about. I feel like I'm really learning about these different professions. You could different go be things. a lifeguard right now. I'm, I'm prepared. Yeah, just go break into a pool. Get it ready. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, look, I loved it. I love the clear. Uh, you know what? I really found the very clear conceit for this one quite enjoyable yeah and i wasn't waiting for the twist where it turns out like when the body appeared i thought oh no there is a twist yeah. now we have to solve a murder but i'm kind of glad there wasn't i really liked that it was just like you know your job you know your goal do it just mm-hmm. do it which is kind of like to me it's very you know you're so narrative focused and i think oh, yeah. because I of that a lot of the people of who come in are very narrative focused now. 
but it's kind of this felt much more like going and doing a real escape room where it's just like you got to break into a bank vault. Mm. There's no twists. Just literally, please try and break into a bank vault. It will be hard. <laughs> there will be puzzles that stop you. And this, the same idea. Like, it wasn't, there's a twist. Your goals change. You find out that actually they've been Turns smuggling money. Turns out Sam's money been and, sabotaging you know, yeah, the pool Sam's, the whole time. It's just like, no, no, you got a job, and I'm going to make it difficult for you to do the job. Yep. It felt really kind of comforting in a, in a way. I, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to be able to just go, I know what I'm doing, and I'm just going to do it with some puzzles. Yeah, trying to incorporate any sort of, like, a narrative twist in that sort of way, it, it, w- I, it wouldn't have quite matched the yeah. tone. And it, it was great. would I take really, it away. I had a lot of fun. You just had some great puzzles to do, and mm. yeah, it was. It was lots of fun. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Madison, for bringing that room to us. Uh, it was really lovely to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you guys had a great time. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And if you ever have anything more, please bring it to us uh, so that we can show it off to everybody together. Definitely. Thank you guys so Wonderful. much for having me. Yeah, it, look, it was great fun. Uh, for everybody else listening at home, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to find more of us, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, various other places. Uh, if you want to hang out with other fans of the show uh, and also us as well sometimes, well, me, not Danny, <laughs> uh, you can join us on the Discord. We have a Discord for all uh, fans and discussion. You can talk about what's going on in the latest shows and find out behind-the-scenes stuff and share puzzles that you've made and do a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a really nice little community space if you want to join us there. There is a link to that in the show notes below. Um, and the other thing, if you want to help support the network, so support uh, Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder and any other projects that we're working on, uh, you should sign up for our Patreon. Uh, it's uh, it's Look, it's the best way to support the show. Um, and you get some fun extra bonus things as well. For anybody who donates at any level, uh, you, can, you have the chance to appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms that she designs. Uh, but if you, I'm sure we can have an Owen, oh, Sam, Chloe, and Hallie as well. Hey, no, you can't <laughs> steal them. Wasn't intentional, but those ones are for you. Um, <laughs> also, five dollar donors get all of our bonus episodes in audio, which is a, a whole bunch of fun stuff that we're doing. Uh, we are doing you know, fortnightly episodes of Two Minute Mysteries, where we solve uh, mysteries from the book Two Minute Mysteries by Donald J. Sobel, uh, and try and figure out what they're going to be before we read them, and then try and solve them as we go. Uh, you can get. Uh, behind-the-scenes audio for Escape This Podcast, which usually is all of our playtest audio. Uh, but this season, because we're not doing playtests, obviously, uh, we're doing a show that has been now titled Remember This Podcast, <laughs> where we go back to our old, old episodes from, like, season one, and we talk about Before them and podcasts, we review them. Escape existed. Uh, so yes, we're ones doing that. that we we're going really through it. And we're making them more professional-ready yeah, for maybe. when we've got to book them. Exactly. So that's a fun series as well. Uh, and also, uh, the other benefit we've just put up recently for that uh, is... Uh, we the most recent uh, mystery of solve this murder uh, was released in its entirety on day one for our Patreon backers. Yeah, so people uh, normally so if, you, get... if you love to binge, it's also a good idea. Yeah, people normally get those week by week, and this was a six parter, so it would take six weeks to get to the end <laughs> of the mystery. And if you like your suspense, I guess that's for you. But if you can't handle that, which is much more like me, and you want to get to the end as soon as possible, then that's what that's the Patreon people get as well. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to support the show. And if you don't want to sign up, you don't have to. The whole point of a Patreon is that it's people supporting a show to help everybody else get cool media for free. That's the that's the beauty of Patreon, you know? So uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, best thing you can... Uh, the, the best other thing you can do, the best free thing that you can do, spread the word. Keep telling people about yeah. us. Tell a that's friend. What you need. You or need, an enemy. You need ears. 
We need, we need ears. Yes. We need your mouth to tell other ears. I can't see if you have ears right now. I've got headphones. You know, I have yeah. no way, way, way of knowing. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Danny, for uh, playing. Do you feel like you improved? I feel like I'm getting better now. Getting better? I, I feel like oh, I'm getting there. Room seven, beware. Uh-huh. Uh, and thank you so much, Madison, for coming on. That was lovely. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.